Hey, Mama. I know getting meals on the table for your family can feel tough, especially finding weeknight-friendly meals that everyone in the family will love. There's a good chance it's why you're here, at least I hope so. Helping moms take the stress out of feeding their family is my biggest passion. It's why I share with you here, and it's why I created the Healthy Mama Cooking Club. If you've ever wished this podcast came with a weekly done-for-you dinner plan with a shopping list and meal prep tips, or maybe a recipe library with over 200 family-friendly recipes, cooking tips, how-tos, and hacks, well, it does, and it's all in the Healthy Mama Cooking Club over on Patreon. Starting at just $3 a month for access to our 200-plus recipe vault with printable PDF recipes, or $5 a month for weekly done-for-you dinner plans, plus the recipe vault and bonus podcasts every month, the Healthy Mama Cooking Club is the dinnertime solution you're looking for. Head to patreon.com slash healthymamachris or click the link in the show notes to try it out for a week free and join over 130 other busy mamas making weeknight meals work with the Healthy Mama Cooking Club. I can't wait to see you in there. All right, let's get on with the episode. I'm Kristen Dobniak, holistic nutritionist and mama of two, and this is the Healthy Balance Mama podcast, a podcast about ditching the diet dogma, embracing intuitive eating, real food, and living healthy, happy, and whole. Please note the information and opinions on this podcast are intended for information and inspiration only and are not a substitute for professional medical advice or treatment. Please consult with your healthcare practitioner before making any changes. Now, on to the show. Hey, this is Kristen back for another episode of the Healthy Balance Mama podcast, and I am so thrilled to have a guest on with me today. Tasha Butler is the creator, blogger, and recipe developer behind the site The Natural Nurturer. A preschool teacher and mother, Tasha has a passion for healthy and natural living. Through her veggie-loaded family-friendly recipes, natural living tips, and honest parenting talk, Tasha aims to empower parents and caregivers to raise their family in a healthy way that fits into their busy lives. So I have been following Tasha for a couple years now, and I love her approach to serving her family real whole foods in balance without stressing over treats or subscribing to a particular diet, just loading her family's plates with veggies and showing her daughter, by example, what living a healthy, balanced life is all about. So hi again, Tasha. I'm so excited to have you. Hi, Kristen. I'm so glad to be here today. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Um, So I already shared your bio that you sent me, but I do want to tell, I want you to tell those of my listeners who don't know you, who you are and what you do. So my name is Tasha Butler and I'm, as you said, I'm the wife and I'm a mom and I'm a teacher and I'm the person who started The Natural Nurturer. I've been doing The Natural Nurturer for four and a half years and it kind of just started off as a hobby to kind of keep myself accountable and excited about healthy food and it really just snowballed into something much bigger than I ever dreamed Mm -hmm. and it has really become a passion of mine to show people uh, especially parents and caregivers or people who have lots of people they're trying to take care of um, that you can still make really easy nourishing food even in this busy modern day life. I grew up in Maine, but I live in San Diego now with my husband and my daughter. Um, And I just, I just feel so passionate about vegetables and easy recipes. So I'm so glad to be able to use my blog as a place to inspire people. 
I love all of your recipes. Can I tell you that? I've Thank been you. doing a, I've been making a lot of them lately too. I had a few that were sort of saved in my like I need to make these recently. And when I tell you that, and we already eat a lot of veggies in our house, um we're we're really passionate about real food too, but my kids ate your carrot apple muffins in like 2 days. Both of yes. them, the 1-year-old and the 5-year-old. My husband liked them too, but I was like, "Can you not eat these cuz the girls really like these?" So <laughs> So, I love that. <laughs> yeah. So I wanted to I wanted to share that with my listeners too. I've been trying them and love them and I love your passion. So I love your balanced approach to real food eating and natural living too. So can you share more about your journey to the place you are today in veggie loading your meals um, and where you are with food and how you balance real food with living life and enjoying all types of foods? Okay. So... I'm going to be honest with you that I did not like vegetables growing up. Like I 100% my parents, no, you know, my parents tried, they, if they put them on my plate, but I did not like them. And I didn't like them until I was in my early twenties. I didn't, I just didn't see the point of healthy living. I didn't see the point in value and nutrition. Uh, I drank soda. I ate a ton of like cookies and stuff. And um, basically as I got older, as people do, my, I increased in my weight and I was really feeling boggled down by my poor poor nutrition choices. And so in my early 20s, I kind of had this epiphany that if I didn't do something, um, it wasn't going to get better. And so I started kind of exploring movement and adding more vegetables and cooking for myself. Um, and then, and that was all fine, but I was still like drinking Diet Coke and, you know, doing a lot of like, uh, you know, frozen dinners that I was popping into the oven. Um, and when um, a few years later, um, a very dear family member of mine um, was diagnosed with terminal cancer. And basically, during that season of taking care of him, I really dove into like research of trying to like, what can we do? Is there anything that we do have control over? Because anyone who has ever dealt mm -hmm. with somebody or cared for somebody who um, has cancer, you feel very powerless. And so you want to do something, feel like you have some sort of control and help. Um, and so I started researching and I found this really this great notion of food being medicine and being mm -hmm. so important to our health. And I really just dove in and researched that and really changed how I looked at what I was eating and it wasn't just filling my belly food wasn't just to like make me not feel hungry anymore it was really nourishing my cells and it was really regenerating and I am what I eat and so I really have taken yes. that to heart and moved forward from there um but as you know I became then I became a mom after all of this happened <laughs> and as I'm sure you can appreciate when we become a mom like life as you know it turns upside down yes <laughs> uh, and so what worked for me in the sing like in the non-mom season of life didn't work so great after because I was working full time and I was trying to figure out how to balance you know you know make sure I was taking care of myself and taking care of my husband and taking care of our marriage and taking care of my daughter um and so I had to find a new norm. And that is kind of, again, where the natural nurture came from is me finding that new norm and then wanting to share it with others. Because I think that's something so many people struggle with is how do I do this, keep my sanity and still feed my family? <laughs> like, how yeah, do I do it is a struggle. <laughs> it is. It is. And some days go better than others. Yeah. No, definitely. <laughs> I love that so much because, I mean, part of my story is, too, that once I had my my daughter, who's now five, um, I had been working as a personal chef for a long time, and I we were eating a lot of takeout at this point, even though I had already had a degree in holistic nutrition, and I knew all of these things about eating healthy, whole foods, and then when she came along, I was like, wait, where did all this time go? Totally. We, I was like, well, we were eating all this, you know 
this fast food because not fast food they were it was like you know healthy fast food but this convenience food while I was a personal chef I was cooking healthy foods for other people but not necessarily for me and my husband and then she came along and I was like oh gosh, I don't want to feed her this food. And I was like, you know, I wanted to find that balance. And I think that, yeah, I absolutely love your approach. Oh, thank you. Sounds like we kind of are one the same right there. Yeah. So, so I would love to talk more about your approach to real food and kids. So I'm wondering if you can share more about how you approach real food with Alice, your daughter, especially your approach to introducing and reintroducing new foods that she might not enjoy. Because this is an area I know you have inspired me personally a lot in, and I'm sure my readers can, my readers, my listeners, I'm used to blogging, can benefit from as well. <laughs> sure. Um, so basically, I really believe that kids take their cues on when it comes to food and goodness, everything else um, from adults. And so yeah. what they see us do and how we communicate um, and how we talk about food is really how they kind of process what they should be eating and what they should like. So Alice eats what my husband and I eat. We don't do any separate meals for her. What I make for dinner is what we have for everybody. Um, but I am trying to re be respectful of her own journey with food and understanding that something that I've been eating for years and years and years in love, maybe her taste buds and her palate and her, you know, textures, you know, she just, she's not ready for all of those yet. So something that I do that has been really successful with her is um, doing what I call muffin tin meals. And I know you know exactly what I'm talking about because yes, I do those I quite them. a bit. <laughs> so what I do is I take the meal that my husband and I are eating. Let's take, um, let's take soup, for example. Um, a lot of kids are either they love soup or they hate soup. Um, and so I, what I'll do is I'll take the soup and I'll deconstruct it into a muffin tin. So maybe I'll put the potatoes in one compartment, I'll put the carrots in the other compartment, I'll put the meat or the protein in another compartment, and I'll put the broth in the other. And so she's still having the same soup that we're eating, um, but she is also getting a chance to enjoy all of those different elements separately. Mm -hmm. And if there's extra compartments left over, I'll fill up the muffin tin with foods that I know she will like. So if she's like looking at this food that I've served her and she's like, oh, I am not touching that, she's still being exposed to it. And there's a lot of value of just having children exposed to real foods, even if they don't eat it. But then she has these foods over there that I know she likes, that I know are nourishing, and I know she's going to eat. So we have done that since she was around two when she kind of hit a picky phase. I don't like to use the word picky, um, but a phase where she was just like, wasn't as open to the foods that she'd eaten her whole life. And we use this approach um, and it's been really successful. And we don't have to use it as much now that she's seven, um, but occasionally when we have something really kind of off the beaten path or we haven't, we, a new recipe that I'm trying, I'll still serve it to her that way to be respectful of her being able to experience things individually and on her own um, and make her own decisions about how she feels about it. But she's still getting that exposure and that opportunity. I think that's, it's so awesome. And I, I love whenever you post the muffin tin meals, I think it's so approachable for them. Um, it's less scary to look at this bowl of like a bunch of things that they don't know. Um, but I love the idea of just exposing them to it and just continuing to expose them to it. So they yeah. get used to just seeing it there. And then eventually, maybe they'll taste it. And so I, I, of, I love that approach. Yeah, I think a lot of parents get discouraged when they serve um, like, a, I'm going to use a vegetable because I think that's a common issue that a lot of parents have. And their kid doesn't eat it. And then they serve it the next day and the kid still doesn't eat it. And I think it gets really discouraging. And I really like always try to encourage parents. I'm like, don't get discouraged about that mm -hmm. because it like research shows children need to be offered things 10 times, 20 times. Sometimes it takes like 50 times for a child to like 
not find that piece of broccoli so intimidating to actually take a bite. Suddenly it doesn't look like this foreign alien on their plate. It looks like something they've seen a million times and they're more comfortable with it. Mm. With that said, I also think that some people don't like certain things. You know, Alice yeah. well, Alice does not like tomatoes. I have learned that I occasionally <laughs> ask her if she wants a tomato, but 100% of the time the answer will be no. And that's okay. Like she does a good job with the other stuff. So we let her have stuff that she doesn't like. So finding that balance. Yeah. Yeah. It's all about a balance, right? Yeah, absolutely. We've actually had a really unique experience with our one-year-old um, because both of my kids, thankfully, are pretty good about eating their vegetables. And they, they're both veggie lovers. There's a couple that Sage, my five-year-old, doesn't love as much. Um, and as she's gotten older and and had some more opinions about foods, that's changed a little bit. But our one-year-old uh, doesn't like meat at all and we eat all foods not every meal that we eat has meat in it we eat some some meals that don't have meat but she really doesn't like it and so I try not to serve them different meals than we eat and that's been something that's been a value for us the whole time is that we all eat the same meal but putting it on her plate and having her like throw it off of her tray and like okay she'll eventually eat it or try it and she's getting a little bit better over the last few months so she's 15 months in I say she's she's still one, but the last few months she's gotten a little bit more open to trying it, but it's been an interesting experience because Sage was a lot better in terms of trying more foods than so we're we're kind of using that concept ourselves of just kind of putting it on her plate and seeing if she's interested in it. And if she's not, that's fine. She gets the protein and the nutrients in other areas, um, and kids do balance it out. But I really, I really love that approach. So thank you I'm for so sharing that. Speak. Absolutely. I'm glad it speaks to you. Yeah. <laughs> So I loved a story that you shared on your Instagram a few weeks ago, and I knew I wanted to talk to you about it. This is even after you agreed to be on the podcast that you shared this and you let your daughter create what she called, I think she called it a treat salad. Is that a right? A treat salad, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so I think it was like marshmallows and chocolate chips. And peanut right? butter. <laughs> oh, and peanut butter, yeah. And I loved your response and how you turned it into a learning opportunity. So can you share that story and how you responded? Yeah, absolutely. I, I love the story too. And it's it was a really special moment for me as a mother. And I think it's really important to share it with, that's why I shared it with my community, because I think it's something yeah. that probably every parent is going to run into. Um, So Alice has been cooking with me and in the kitchen since she could sit on a counter, hold a wooden spoon. And so she um, is really comfortable in the kitchen. And recently, because now she's seven and she's been in the kitchen with me for so long, has really wanted to start to create her own recipes of her own because she sees me making her my own recipes up. And so she, you know, models that. Um, so one day she came home from school and clearly she had been thinking about this all day. And she told me I needed to go into my room so that she could make me a surprise. Um, and once I had her assure me that it did not involve knives or the stove, <laughs> I went into the room and so that she could she could go through this plan she had in her head. Um, when she let me come on out, she had handed me this bowl of her treat salad and it was marshmallows and chocolate chips and peanut butter. And, um, it was clearly something she had worked so hard on. She was so proud of herself. And quite honestly, this is not something that I would typically chow down on. You know, again, I love my vegetables. I mean, I look, don't get me wrong, but it's not my typical afternoon snack. Um, but I knew she had made it with love and she was really proud of herself. And she was, this was a gesture of like, this is a gesture of her trying to take care of me the way she sees me take care of her. And so I really feel so strongly that food and nutrients and balance are super important. But I also think gratitude is a really mm. important thing. When somebody goes out of their way to make you something, it's important to be grateful for that, even if it's not something that you would typically eat. And that's just my approach. And so 
I took a few bites of it and I told her how delicious I thought it was and that I loved it and it made me feel so loved. But then I told her, I'm like, you know, my body is telling me that I've had enough and I'm going to hold off and wait and enjoy the rest of it later. So I wanted it to be a teaching opportunity for her to see that her efforts were valued, that it was okay to enjoy um, a fun food, but then to also listen to my natural body cues of, hey, that's enough sugar for right now or my full and so that you don't have to like clear a plate or you don't have to eat a, eat a treat food to the point of illness you know? yeah. so, so it was a teachable teaching moment on a lot of levels yes yeah I love that so much because I do believe so much of what kids learn around food is modeling and that it is about balance and enjoying all foods but enjoying them in a way that feels good for our body so Ah, oh, I love that so much. It's like a that memory. Was... It's a memory that I will always yes, have. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's so sweet that she, like, you could tell that she was thinking about it all day and that she had this idea that she wanted to make for you. And, oh, that's so fun. I know I actually, um, my daughter and I just made this morning, we actually, we made them a couple weeks ago, but she had this idea in her head. And it was, it was similar where she was thinking about this creation. She wanted to make these cookie muffins. So it was cookies in like mini muffin cups. And I was like, all right. So we went into the kitchen together and we came up with this recipe and it actually worked out. And she's like, I want to make these. We had this little Valentine's party we went to early this morning. I want to make these for my friends for the Valentine's party. And I was like, all right, let's do it. And we made, they were like, they're real cookies. They've got butter and sugar and flour and they are the real deal. But they're just in these little mini muffin cups. And she was, and it's not something, I mean, we eat cookies at our house, but you know, it made like 50 of them. We don't need 50, but <laughs> but it was Plenty so to fun, right, to, to make them. And she's like, I want to bring these for my friends. And she was so proud walking in and like putting a little container down with her cookie muffins and sharing them with her friends. And it's so fun to have them involved and to share with them that, yeah, we eat lots of veggies in our house, but it's okay to make cookie muffins and to give her that opportunity too with your daughter and with my daughter to to experiment in the kitchen and and make these things. Obviously, I didn't let her, my five-year-old, make the cookies by herself. I was, (laughs) I helped her with them. I put them in the oven and all that jazz. But yeah, it reminded me of that when she did, when she told me about that too. So I love that. I love, I love that too. I think making children feel empowered in their food choices is just as important as any food you put in front of them. And like, again, I bet those cookies tasted better to her than anything else because her it was her idea and it was her her vision and so bravo that's awesome yeah definitely so I am excited to get into this topic with you. Can oh, you I know share <laughs> more about the veggie loaded movement and your passion for inspiring families to veggie load their plates? Okay, so veggie loaded movement is basically having a vegetable at every single meal and it can look different for everyone depending on where their journey is and sometimes like veggie loading can be just putting carrot sticks next to a piece of pizza or it can be getting really creative like last night I made and they failed I would like to tell you um spaghetti squash waffles um and so but I mean it was a trying like trying to eat, eat vegetables in a creative way so they're not boring so you get them in at every meal and the reason I started doing the whole veggie loaded movement was because as I'm sure you can relate, there is a lot of different eating philosophies out there. There's a ton of paleo, plant-based, keto, um, gluten-free, all this stuff. And it gets really confusing about how you're supposed to feed your body. But one thing that I kept seeing them overlap was, you know, vegetables, you know, plant, you know, like eat eat those. Um, 
So I was like, I'm just going to try and eat more vegetables at every meal because they're going to up my nutrients naturally. It's going to bulk up, you know, bulk up my, you know, if I'm putting them in meatballs, it bulks it up. It's always going to enhance my meal and it's always something that my body can use. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I started doing that and people started getting really curious about about the creative ways I was eating vegetables because I got bored of them being roasted or just sliced on the side. And mm-hmm. so I started finding um, really interesting ways and probably my most popular recipe um, that kind of was early on in the veggie loaded movement was my green smoothie muffins yes, where yeah. um, where I made, uh, kind of took a basically the idea of a green smoothie but baked into muffin form. And it was a really creative way to eat spinach and a really like kid-friendly way where they were not intimidated by it. Um, so yeah, that's kind of my 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 passion behind it is that I think we all we all could probably use more veggies in our life, and I think veggies are going to serve us all so well. Um, and so helping people to not find them boring and find ways to eat them at every every meal every day. Yeah, absolutely. That's something that I like to talk about a lot too with you know my my listeners or my readers or wherever they're they're finding me is that there is so much noise in the nutrition world, but something everyone agrees on is that we need to eat more veggies. <laughs> all of yeah. us need to and all of us could use more veggies. So I love that. When I when you were share when you started sharing about that, I was like I am on board with the veggie loaded movement. It is awesome. And I will I'm going to I'm going to link to a few of my favorite recipes of yours, but I'm definitely going to link to the green smoothie muffin as well because that's an awesome concept. I love that. Actually, one of our um, one of your recipes that we recently tried that we loved were your egg roll meatballs, oh, and yeah. they have oh, like carrots and cabbage all wrapped up in this little meatball. And both of my girls loved them. My husband loved them, and I actually had a friend over for dinner that night, and she loved them. And so she asked me to send her the recipe too. So, and she was oh, like, "There's vegetables in here." And she's um she's a friend from church. She's um she's in college. She's like twenty, and so I'm like passing on the veggie loaded <laughs> love to her too. <laughs> oh, I love that. And I think sometimes people think when they when they um, see like veggie loaded, they think that I'm trying to like say, oh, you should hide all the veggies. And that's totally not my message. Yeah. I think that some of them are not super obvious. Yes, but like those yeah. meatballs, it's like helping your kids find a creative way to eat them. Because like if you look yes, at the meatballs, yeah. you can see the cabbage in them. You can see the carrot. Yeah. It's just different, a different style of eating the vegetables. Yes. Yeah, definitely. Because I, I think we do. We get stuck in these ruts of having to have a salad as our side or like the roasted veggies or like you said like sliced veggies things like that but there's so many ways that we can enjoy veggies and get more veggies in our life and I love some of the creative ideas you have on your Instagram like turning things into waffles or things like that so (laughs) even if the spaghetti squash waffles didn't work out it was was an effort I tried (laughs) yes yeah but it's it's those creative ways and I really love that like veggie patties things like that those are such awesome ways to yeah to get more veggies in our kids but again also not be just hiding them because we want kids to grow up inspired to eat veggies themselves at Absolutely. one point. Maybe it'll take them their, you know, most of their childhood and adult life like it did for you. Um, Actually, my parents would have never imagined I'd be doing what I'm doing right now. In fact, <laughs> my dad said that to me one time. He was like, I would have never guessed at the, when you were eight years old that this is what your your life would have led to. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? You found your way here and you're setting that example for, for your daughter and for so many people with everything you share. So I appreciate it and I love your approach. I also hope it gives parents hope that if their kids are like, nope, I'm never eating veggies, I'm never eating veggies, maybe they will eventually become a food blogger who writes about veggies. <laughs> right? Yeah, absolutely. 
So one of the things um, related to the veggie loaded movement, I wanted to ask you about just a practical tip for moms. And I know you share a little bit about this on your Instagram stories. For those of you, I haven't even mentioned this. For those of you who don't follow Tasha on Instagram, you need to because her stories are awesome and she shares lots of tips. Um, so what is your approach to creating veggie loaded meals on the fly or on busy weeknights? Okay, so um, I... Okay, I guess my biggest tip with that or my biggest approach is to always have our standby favorites on hand. Like, mm-hmm. we love our, our our roasted broccoli and our Brussels sprouts. Like, that's our family's favorite thing. So I always make sure when I'm grocery shopping to grab those because I know if I have those, that can be our veggie. I can throw those in in no time, and that's going to be a crowd pleaser. And sometimes if I know we're going to have a really, really busy week ahead, I'll roast those ahead of time, like during some a little bit of food prep, and those reheat really nicely. So yeah. um, that's probably one of my approaches is to make sure you have – vegetables on hand um, and maybe even just like on a rainy Sunday afternoon just popping them into roast so that you can just reheat them in you know a few minutes when you get home from work one day um, and I guess let's see what else would I do uh, I also think another way I veggie load is just by adding vegetables to really easy meals like one of the very first ways that I started veggie loading was just throwing vegetables into pasta sauce so I started yeah. grating carrots and chopping up spinach and I would just put it in with bottled bottled sauce that wasn't even yeah. homemade sauce and I would just let it like wilt down and cook and serve it over spaghetti with maybe like some on the side but that's a really easy thing that maybe takes five minutes of extra work and amps up the veggies that you're you're eating um I'll do that with soup as well and as I posted on my Instagram recently I also just showed how you can veggie load even delivery pizza you could you know just serve veggies on the side of that and it just yes, changes yeah it changes everything that's awesome Yeah, I'm huge on doing a little bit of just simple prep. Like it doesn't need to be something where you're like in the kitchen all day long, but just having that food on hand, having those veggies on hand. And um, I love your creative ways to just include them in different meals. And you know what? I... I did this the other day, and I think that you're rubbing off on me via Instagram because when I, I make this bolognese sauce, I call it. It's not really a bolognese. It's just a meat sauce, but it sounds fancy when you call it a bolognese. Totally does. Go and with it. So it was just like grass-fed ground beef, and I usually do onions and garlic and just like a canned tomato sauce, and I shredded some zucchini and added that into it because I had the zucchini on hand, and I was like, I might as well use it up. And it's funny because my, like I said, my five-year-old has gotten a little bit more opinionated about her vegetables, but she's usually loved zucchini and she's eating it and she goes, what is this green stuff in here? And I was like, all right, I'm going to take a chance. I'm going to tell her because I don't want to lie to her. I was like, it's zucchini. And she's like, oh good. I like zucchini. (laughs) What if it was something that she decided she didn't like, but I'm sure she still would have eaten it. She enjoyed it. My whole family enjoyed it. So funny story about zucchini. Zucchini is one of Alice's, like, I don't like zucchini. Yeah. Um, and so one of my, her favorite recipes uh, from the blog is my chocolate zucchini oatmeal. And and so I will grate the zucchini. And I remember the first time I put it in there, and I agree, I don't lie. I don't lie to her about it. She's like, what is this? I'm like, it's zucchini. I'm like, but just try it. Decide if you like zucchini this way. And she ate it. And now it's her favorite. She's just like, I don't oh, like cool. zucchini, like sauteed, but I like zucchini in my oatmeal. And I like <laughs> zucchini in pasta sauce. Like she's seeing that it's okay to not like it one way, but likes it another way but yes just, yeah you think of that Alice suspiciously looked at my green my, my the green bits in her oatmeal that first time <laughs> well, I think it is important to share with our kids too and and with other moms that there is more than one way and I think I mean that's the whole point of what you of a lot of what you do is there is more than one way to enjoy vegetables and even one particular vegetable like zucchini how many different ways do we just talk about using zucchini and different things so yeah Absolutely. that is Absolutely. awesome 
So last but certainly not least, I want to switch gears a little bit and ask how you balance self-care and being a working mama because you have the natural nurturer and you're also a teacher, right? So you yep. you have a lot going on. So what is kind of a day in the life of Tasha look like and how do you create balance in your life? Oh gosh, it's something I'm still like always trying to figure out and perfect. Um, so I will say like one thing is I'm a real, I'm a real morning person. I've always mm-hmm. been a morning person. I do my best um, first thing. So I actually get up really early before my family does. And I, I do, um, I do Pilates by myself and a lot of it. And it's just really nice because it gets my body moving. I have nobody saying my name and it gets my head, my head really uh, kind of moving the junk out of it and thinking of, you know, po- positively. And so I do that movement for myself and then I'll make my coffee and then I'll wake up my husband and we'll have a little coffee date by ourselves in the morning. Um, and so that's something that I do for self-care is just chiseling out that 45 minutes in the morning even though it means getting up early, but that I can take care of me and start my day out on a really positive foot because it really sets the tone. Um, And another thing that I'm trying to get better about doing is delegating. Uh, My daughter's seven now, and so she is very capable of doing a lot of things for herself. And so I have the expectation that she does those things and then also helps out around the house. Like she is in charge of helping. She sets the table and she clears the table, um, putting her own clothes into the washing machine, putting her clothes away, helping us fold those clothes so that I'm not carrying that burden. And then also remembering to ask my husband for, for help. Um, and saying, you know, I, I need this. And sometimes that might even be, hey, dinner is done. I'm going to go disappear into my room for a little while. I had a really tough day. I'm mentally drained. I need to check out for a little bit. And he's really, I'm very fortunate to have a very supportive partner. And he lets, he will, he will encourage that self-care because he knows that it can get, I can, I can tend to try to carry too much. <laughs> yeah, I think a lot of us can as moms. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And- I think we feel like if we don't do it, it's not going to get done or it's not going to get done the way we think is right. I think also like letting go and letting our partners yes. do their best and not like and letting that be enough, you know, instead of trying to control the situation too much. It's challenging, but important. Yes. Oh, you're speaking to me so much right now with that. Because <laughs> I am. I'm definitely that. I have that type, um, like type A personality where I'm like, I'm just, I'll just do it. It's fine. I'll do it. And then I end up with a lot on my plate too. And that's something that I try to relay to, you know, the, the people that follow and listen along with me and my clients too. And that's why I asked this question. Um, because I think for so many of us as moms, we just need some of those tips for what do other people do to balance this because it's not an easy balance and you know our our families are so important um but especially when we have other other things that we're passionate about too balancing balancing it all is important but taking care of ourselves comes um not necessarily first but it comes it's very important because we have to fill up our cup so we can pour out to others so absolutely absolutely I love that you prioritize that time for yourself and I love that you and your husband have that time in the morning too my husband is not a morning person so he would probably not go for that (laughs) but anytime that's what we do at evening yeah Yeah. I go and get a little bit of work done kids go to bed I get a little bit of work done and then he cleans up the kitchen because he's fantastic he doesn't cook so I cook he cleans and then we have our time together Balance and that's what we've work. had to yeah. make work yeah <laughs> that is awesome so I have three more little mini questions for you before we finish up that I like to ask all of my guests okay I'm gonna call them the final three so number one what is your favorite thing to cook oh 
probably will not be a surprise to you, but probably muffins. I yeah. love them. I feel like they're vessels for so many things. I also think they're really easy. I make a lot of them in the blender. And yeah. so it's just, you know, whir it all up, dump it in the muffin tin, put them in the oven and walk away and go do other stuff. So I make a lot of muffins and we eat, we love them. We love them in our house and there's lots of different kinds. Yeah, I think you introduced me to blender muffins too. When I read your recipe, I like read it twice and I was like, I can just put these in the Vitamix. It's so easy. Right? So that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's either one bowl or blender. I do not mess yeah. around with Yeah. Well, I always joke that I am not the baker. I am the chef. My husband is the baker. He usually makes the cookies and the treats and things like that in our house. Um, but I'm like, I can do muffins. Muffins I can do, especially when they're one bowl or blender muffins. <laughs> totally. Totally. <laughs> so what is your favorite thing to order or have someone cook for you? So, you know, either takeout or have your husband cooks for you or somebody in your okay. family. Well, my husband makes an incredible veggie-loaded lentil soup, which is actually on the blog, and it was his recipe that he kind of crafted over years and years, and it is amazing, incredibly cozy. It's probably my favorite thing to have him make for me. But if we're going out, I always like sushi. Sushi is my, you know, I love sushi because there's, it just feels, I just feel, I feel clean when I eat it. I feel good and I feel uplifted (laughs) and there's just a lot of good flavors. So that's, that's, those are probably the two. Yeah, sushi's so good. I love sushi too. We don't go out to sushi enough because my husband is and we joke he's Japanese um mm-hmm. so he could eat all of the sushi in the restaurant so we don't go out as much so it is um we both love it so that's one of our favorite things too uh, awesome. we live in Southern California where the sushi here is just absolutely oh, amazing yes. oh my gosh so I, grew, I grew up in Maine where like sushi was good like there were good places but it wasn't like everywhere around the corner there was an incredible sushi joint and so when we moved yeah. out here it was like wait a second there's amazing sushi all the places oh my gosh I would eat so much sushi if I lived out there I know we have to like be careful (laughs) so good so lastly we talk a lot about what I call finding your beautiful balance so it's going beyond obsessing over food and we've already talked about this a little bit but finding nourishment and pleasure in food as well and in life so what does your beautiful balance mean to you Okay, I think so. Beautiful balance means to me that I don't let one fun meal or vacation or week, um, I don't let it feel like it's undoing all the good I do the rest of the time. And so, like, you know, I talk about having veggies at every meal every single day. If we don't have a veggie at a meal or we don't have or we're going to eat out or we're on vacation, I let go of that. It's okay because we work really hard the other times to try and make sure that health is there and so that it matters less when we just let go and we enjoy the moment and we don't we don't focus on that so much. Um, and I try to find pleasure in life and in just and just being in the moment instead of worrying. I think it's really easy when you, you want to be healthy, you just it's easy to almost go into obsession mode mm-hmm. and to, to be so focused on like, I can't eat that or I don't eat that or I don't want my kids to eat that or I don't, I do. And just like letting it go. And I think um, health and happiness is a really, I'm sorry, happiness and balance are a really important part of health as well that sometimes don't get enough credit. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I love that answer. Thank, Thank you. you so much. So Thanks this is having me. Oh my gosh. So much good information. I cannot wait to share this. Oh, um, I'm so excited about chatting with you. Yes. So before we go, um, okay. can you just share where my listeners can find you? I'll put all of your links in my show notes, but I want you to share. 
Absolutely. So my blog is thenaturalnurturer.com and my um, social media handle is the natural nurture across the board on Facebook, on Instagram. I tend to hang out on Facebook more than anywhere. Oh, not Facebook. I'm sorry. Instagram more than anywhere. It's kind of where I started and it's just, I get it. We just talk. I just hang out and share a lot of my life over there and the food that I'm eating and everything. So yeah. yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, I will direct all of my listeners over there. Thank you again Great. for Thanks. coming on. I can't wait to share my favorite recipes of yours <laughs> with them um, and and all of your stuff. So thank you again for coming on. Thanks so much for having yeah. me. It was so fun. Wasn't that an awesome episode? I had so much fun talking with Tasha and all of the incredible advice and insight she gave into introducing more real foods and veggie loading our family's meals in simple ways, showing balance and really truly appreciating both eating and the eating experience, real food. Oh, I had such a great time chatting with her and I'm so excited for all of you to Go to her blog and check out her recipes. They are really awesome. Our family has enjoyed them so much in the last couple of months as we've been including more of them into our meals. So thank you so much again for listening to the Healthy Balanced Mama podcast. To find me, you can go to my blog, healthymamachris.com. Have a beautiful day.